0: Greetings from St Bride's Church Fleet Street here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is one of the most famous and historic churches in London. Behind me, just over that wall, you can still see the remains of a Roman pavement dating back to around 180 AD and there's been a church on this site since the 6th century. So it's a privilege for us to be keeping alive that tradition and the message of Christ's love for all here today. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always a great pleasure to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship Begins. Jesus said to the blind man, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. A very warm welcome to St Bride's, to our choral Eucharist on this, the last Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with an opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the Gloria. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, help us so to hear them, to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that through patience and the comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and forever hold fast the hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Saviour Jesus Christ who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the
1: prophet Jeremiah. For thus says the Lord, Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, The Lord has saved his people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and her who is in travail, together, a great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will make them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn."
2: A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. The former priests were many in number, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently, because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting that we should have such a high priest holy blameless unstained separated from sinners exalted above the heavens he has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily first for his own sins and then for those of the people he did this once for all when he offered up himself indeed The law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect for ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And throwing off his mantle, he sprung up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Lord May I speak in the name of the Living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning I'd like to draw attention to some important connections between the account of the healing of Bartimaeus that we've just heard and other passages in Mark's Gospel. I'm indebted to the work of Mark Hoffman, a Lutheran pastor and writer, for his analysis. Today's reading concludes a section of Mark's Gospel that began with the healing of another blind man The two passages, and indeed other healing stories in the Gospel, share many similarities. Jesus recognizes the affliction, he takes action to heal it, and the result, and the recipient's response is described. If we look closely though, we can see some clear differences. In the first story, Jesus' attempted healing resulted in the man seeing imperfectly. You may recall that after putting saliva on the man's eyes, Jesus asked, can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he looked intently and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. It's a very curious passage. The response of the blind man reminds me of the experience of trying on someone else's glasses. As Mark Hoffman puts it, the Bartimaeus story is surely not an account of Jesus having improved his sight restoration technique. What, then, is the purpose of the story? Bartimaeus provides an example that contrasts with others in the Gospel in a number of ways. The first blind man was passive. We're told that some people brought him to Jesus and begged him to touch him. Bartimaeus, on the other hand, though he cannot see, when he hears that Jesus is passing by, cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This is the first time that the royal title son of David is applied to Jesus connecting him to King David when Jesus later enters into Jerusalem the crowd shout Hosanna blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David Hosanna in the highest Hosanna in the highest heaven whilst Bartimaeus has given this insight into Jesus's identity, understanding Jesus often takes rather longer, just as the process of gaining or regaining sight isn't always instantaneous. Immediately after the account of the healing of the first blind man, Peter himself became an example of imperfect vision. Jesus had asked the disciples at Caesarea Philippi, Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. So far, so good. But then Peter rebukes Jesus for suggesting that his Messiahship will follow a path of suffering and death. And he, in turn, is rebuked. Get behind me, Satan, Jesus says, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Bartimaeus' perceptiveness is further illustrated by comparing his story with the Gospel from last Sunday, when Jesus asked James and John, what do you want me to do for you? And they asked for positions of honour and glory. Bartimaeus in contrast asks for sight, and he receives it, both physically and spiritually. And perhaps most importantly, Bartimaeus not only grasps Jesus' true identity, but he responds. He follows Jesus. Jesus is explicit about the path of discipleship. Let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me, he said. The rich man, though, who approaches Jesus, asked Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responded, Sell what you own and give the money to the poor. Then come, follow me. He went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Bartimaeus responds immediately, throwing off his cloak, we are told, perhaps his only possession. He sprang up and came to Jesus. After his sight is regained, we're told very simply that Bartimaeus followed Jesus on the way. Bartimaeus exemplifies the disciple who grasps Jesus's identity, sees where the way ahead leads, and despite its difficulty, follows and believes Jesus. And this passage might be particularly helpful for us at the moment. The pandemic forced all of us to reevaluate our lives. Sometimes what we found was inspiring, like the response that we saw in many communities, with many people reaching out to their neighbours in need. Sometimes what we discovered, though, was uncomfortable. The veneer of control and self sufficiency was exposed as illusory. Some of us attempted to turn again to Christ for consolation, but perhaps, like the rich man, went away grieving. I'm aware in my own heart and in the world around that the desire for security has asserted itself very strongly. The experience of vulnerability was unpalatable, and now as we want to get back to normal life, Measures to protect ourselves and others are often inconvenient. And I want a full tank of petrol so that I need not be anxious about being able to drive the car. I want my third vaccine to boost my immunity. I want to fly abroad on holiday again. In my public health role, I'm involved every day in working to promote uptake of the vaccine to protect the NHS, to protect our economy. These are all in themselves sensible responses, individually and as a nation. And we, of course, have a responsibility to care for ourselves. There is a peril in this moment as well, though, if that tips over into indifference to others. The realization of vulnerability may lead us to double our efforts to secure our place in the world at the expense of our brothers and sisters elsewhere. Whilst many of us worry about boosters, two thirds of the world's population are not yet vaccinated. As we anticipate the COP meeting in Glasgow, we see similar global disparities on an even grander scale. Others elsewhere in the world are far more vulnerable to the effects of climate change than us but the sacrifices of radical change in our own lives loom rather larger than the risks to theirs, and building our own defences looks far more appealing. There are voices in our world that cry out for help. In today's Gospel, Bartimaeus cried out for help. In response, we're told, many sternly ordered him to be quiet. Whatever it was that they were hoping for in following Jesus, it didn't include a blind man at the side of the road. Jesus, though, stood still and said, Call him here. And the disciples did respond. They called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. Today, as we look to blind Bartimaeus, We pray that we might better grasp Jesus's identity and his call on our lives and seeing where the way ahead leads, that we might have the strength to follow a path of sacrifice and trust in our Lord's eternal victory. And to him be all glory, now and to the ages of ages, Amen.
0: Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the creed we believe in one god the father the almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen we believe in one lord jesus christ the only son of god eternally begotten of the father god from god light from light who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray.
3: Holy God, You know us better than we know ourselves, and your wisdom and grace are boundless. Open our eyes to your presence with us each day. Open our hearts to the pain of your world and your suffering children, and grant us the courage to respond to your call with confidence and with love. Lord, In your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for your many gifts to us. For the gift of life. For our precious and vulnerable planet. For its beauty and for its bounty, which we so easily take for granted and have so readily squandered we pray for the leaders of the nations, especially those who will be gathered for the forthcoming COP26 summit in Glasgow. As the changes to our climate reach crisis point, broaden their vision and strengthen their resolve to act in the interests of the natural world and the most vulnerable in society, whose lives and livelihoods are put at risk. We continue to pray for those parts of the world where there is conflict and violence, poverty and civil unrest. We pray for the people of Afghanistan, for those in Beirut, for all who will spend this day deprived of the basic necessities of life. And we pray for all journalists and those who work in the media, especially those working in the troubled nations of the world, that they may always act with integrity and compassion in giving a voice to the voiceless and holding the powerful to account. Help us always to remember those who are in need Broaden our vision and inspire us to work always for the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church throughout the world and for those entrusted with its leadership. We ask for your blessing upon this Church of St. Bride, giving thanks for all who have kept alive the flame of faith here over many centuries. We pray for all who come to us in need of hope and encouragement and spiritual refreshment and for all whom we seek to serve. On this Bible Sunday, We give thanks for the gift of your holy word to inspire us and direct us on our journeys of faith. And we pray for all whose wisdom, insight and scholarship deepens our knowledge, informs our understanding and helps to bring the scriptures alive to us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, especially any who are alone or fearful or who lack the medical care that they desperately need. We pray for all who are in hospital or in our care homes and for those who support them we pray for all who are suffering from coronavirus especially those who are critically ill at this time or who are struggling with its long-term consequences loving lord in a time of quiet we hold before you in the silence of our hearts any known to us who are in particular need of our prayers at this time, and we ask your blessing upon them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died and for any who are dying now for those whose year's mind falls at this time, and for those who endure the pain of bereavement and loss. May all who are now held safe in your loving arms rest in peace and rise in glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for ourselves and for one another. For the tasks that lie ahead of us this coming week. For the challenges that face us and the joys that await us. And we pray that in all things we may work to your glory. Heavenly Father, We ask for your protection and guidance. May your love surround us. May your wisdom inspire us. May your will direct us. May your strength sustain us. And may your holy angels guard, protect and defend us in all that we do. We ask this in the name of Jesus our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept Accept these
0: prayers prayers for the sake sake of your Son, our our
4: Saviour, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word, through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving Spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honor and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving we do not presume to come to this your table merciful lord trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercy we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table but you are the same lord whose nature is always to have mercy grant us therefore gracious lord Let us pray. God of all grace, your Son, Jesus Christ, fed the hungry with the bread of his life and the word of his kingdom. Renew your people with your heavenly grace and in all our weakness, sustain us by your true and living bread, who is alive and reigns now and forever.